everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. Hello and welcome to the last live of this round. It's gone very quickly. I have just got absolutely soaked. It hasn't stopped raining all day. Hopefully Chloe will come on. It doesn't even feel like a weekend because there's actually nothing that you can do when it's this rainy. Um, today we're going to talk about Kind of just a bit of a recap and review of the last round and a little bit about maintenance again, a little bit about the importance of maintenance, a little bit about how fat loss is actually quite easy but maintaining your results is what's really hard and that's actually what's really impressive as well, it's when someone can maintain the results that they get over an eight week period, over a six week period, over whatever period. So I'll just ramble a little bit before Chloe comes on. I hope people are having more exciting weekends than I am. What, what, is, what is everyone doing? I can't get over how awful the weather is here. But three months left of 2020. Yo, Chloe, right, that means let me on. Here we go. Hiya! Can you hear Wait. me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. No, look at that double chin. <laughs> Who are these people that take great, amazing... Great angle. And like, <laughs> I'm like a frog, a dead frog. Fuck it, I don't know how to do this. I'll just... It's a bit wonky, but... It's too yeah, wonky. Hang Wait, hang on. Oh, the... Okay, that's better. Um, Hey! Hi, how are you? Good, how was your walk in the rain with the fam? It was cold and wet. Yeah, it's it's absolutely. I saw you saying you don't know what the weather's like everywhere else. It's been savage for like days. Like, what are you meant to do? Do you know what I did? Came home, bought a treadmill. Just spent three hundred pounds on treadmill. Is that what you were? What were you doing when we were voice noting earlier, talking about weed? (laughs) Oh, I was on the cross trainer. Oh right, yeah. I thought you were. I thought you were in a gym space or something. Um, yeah I was at the gym I had a home treadmill and it changed the game up for like winter training honestly just Mm. if you want to get your which one did you get like did you get an expensive one or just uh I don't know I didn't pay for it (laughs) James got it for free (laughs) oh see that's lucky but I was thinking like I got like a middle of the range see if you're just walking on it like I'm not a big runner you don't need a fancy one and and even if it's I mean, three hundred pounds isn't cheap. 
it probably is for a treadmill but i mean it's still a lot of money but yeah if you use that every single day that's nothing like over a year if, that's like less than a pound a day i would pay a grand for a treadmill but the, the truth of the matter is is just because i would use it so much is what i'm saying and a thousand yeah. pounds to me is like a lot of money uh, to spend on something so that to me is like goes to show how useful i think they are but um you really don't need to there are treadmills out there for like a hundred quid like reebok do one and it's like and you can fold it up so if you've got like limited space and you want to get it done and then like put it in a, in a you know i don't know like a storing cupboard you can um and it, they're really cheap mm-hmm. but emma's right unless you're like a marathon runner you don't need a fancy pants treadmill you're just moving no and you think about um i was looking at apple watches the other day and what they're like mm-hmm. 250 quid or something and yeah. obviously the whole point is like really to track your steps which you're not going to get if you don't like if you if you were thinking mm, should i get a fancy apple watch or a treadmill like what's actually going to change your life more obviously the treadmill if you get up every day and you can go and get your steps in yeah exactly and you don't need a watch to track your steps anyway you just do it on your phone don't you yeah um well actually i just got a watch nice i'm not wearing mine today but i'm wearing my urban outfits yeah, mine's oh, the cheap version it's, it's of Rolex. The week, it's the this weekend. Is like... <laughs> Chloe's casual weekend watch. This is my weekend watch. This is 20 quid from Urban Outfitters, and I like it because it looks like the vintage Rolex that if I had 250 grand to spend on a watch, I, I wouldn't. Even if I had that money, I wouldn't do it. Anyway, yeah. we're rambling. <laughs> I know, I know. But oh, anyone looking to get this one, quite good. £30 off Amazon. Nice. It looks a bit like an Apple Watch as well. So there you are go. You just, are you just wearing it just to track your steps then? I wanted to track my heart rate because you know how it's been like it's fine, up okay. and down and mental. Emma is dying. <laughs> Emma's alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, guys, so today is... Oh, yeah. okay. Who, yeah. What have we got here? Um, today... I got under 70 kilograms this morning for the first time in two years, thanks to you guys. Woohoo! That's awesome. Well done. Well done. That is a, that is a, big, um, a big leap and bound. Congratulations. Um, right, okay, so guys, we were going to do a live on Friday with my best mate, who is a very, very good therapist. Um, she's actually a sex therapist, um, but she specializes in like compulsive behaviors. And we thought that it crossed over really nicely with binge eating. Um, and so she went away and spoke to some therapists who specialize in eating disorders. She is so, she's just the best. I just love her. I have so much love for her. And she basically like did all her due diligence and was ready to go. And then I got some kind of weird tummy bug the night before, was up throughout the entire night into that early morning and afternoon, actually, vomiting. And was like... I was actually fine in between spews. I was like completely normal, but then it would just hit me every 20 minutes and that, that was it for another 20. So I was like, it's probably a risk we shouldn't take. So we put it on pause. Emma and I are going to do a live today on um, goal setting, long-term goal setting and short-term goal setting, because we know that obviously we've done the diet break one, but a lot of you are coming back for the next round. A lot of you are trying to go it alone. And this is really something we need to talk about before you come back or before you go it alone. So Emma, would you like to start? Yes, firstly, I am very excited about when we do get Miriam on to do the uh, the live. That'd be really good. So that'd be on the next round now. Um, but actually, before we get into that, some of the results have been 
phenomenal and like not just the transformations which have been like amazing I think even more so because now we're starting to see not just people who've done one round but people who've done two rounds or three rounds and actually the changes are insane which is amazing amazing to see but also just the impact it's had on people's lives and obviously if you are now feeling confident and that you can go forward on your own that's absolutely fine and know that you are always (laughs) welcome back but one one comment that I really liked was like, yeah, I feel like I've got the tools to get alone, but I don't want to. I like it here. Yeah. Like I like getting, I like the accountability. I like the chat. I like having my programs done and it's working for me. So I'm going to keep doing it. That's kind of where we want you to be so that it's not like it. Basically, we want you to get to a point where you don't need us. You just want us, I think is a good way to put it. Yeah. I think it's actually, a, it ties in quite nicely with the whole thing. First of all, guys, your transformations are phenomenal. I've said this multiple times before, but it's not just the visuals or the numbers on the scales or the interest loss. It's actually the wording of what you're saying. You know, I think a lot of you were really struggling in lockdown. Um, and a lot of you have been struggling for a while with whether it's something as surface as losing weight or something a bit deeper. And you seem to be, a lot of you, in a very good place now. Um, even if you, you know, some people don't quite get the ball rolling until like towards the end of the first round and I know that happens all the time and it you know getting in shape is really about like seizing the moment at the right time um and but even those people who are coming on again and saying like I didn't really give it my all and I want to next time the fact that you have made such big uh leaps and bounds in understanding and also in not hating yourself or berating yourself for not being where you want to go yet but knowing that actually it is just an equation, a biological equation, and you know how to get there and you'll do it when you're ready. Just that alleviating all of the pressure from you is does wonders for your mental health. And I'm, yeah, I'm so, so proud of all of you. So massive, well done. And this, the, the first point that I think ties in so nicely is that if you have a real long-term physique goal um, and you want to maintain it, it is really important to get a coach, okay? So when I get into like really great shape, uh, well, I used to, I don't really get, I don't go to the lengths that I used to go to anymore because I don't really feel the need to, but I would often get an online coach. Um, and the reason I would do it is because A, accountability. You basically have to check in with somebody every week and you have to be accountable to them. And th- to be honest, their coaching is a waste of your money if you don't do what they fucking tell you. So you kind of have to stay on track um, out of compassion and also financial reasons. Um, The second thing that's really good about it is to have that objective eye. It's really hard sometimes to know if you're making progress. Sometimes you can overshoot it and be like, I look great. I'm going to have a cheeseburger. And sometimes you can undershoot it when you're starting to get really lean and be like, nothing's happening. It's really important to have somebody with a trained professional eye who can coach you. And also just for company. I think this is what's so good about the EC method. It's a lonely road getting in shape on your own. And I know because I've done it a million times. It's really important to have somebody who you can talk to about it, who can get upset about it and won't be like, oh, you're mental. Or who you can get excited about it with and won't be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You lost a pound on this out. You have a problem. But it's really important to share that, that journey and that experience. Um, and that's, this is why the EC method is great. Obviously, we've got such a big group. But if you have long-term physique goals and you're unsure whether or not you want to sign up again, I obviously depends on your finances, but I would urge you to stay on having some kind of coaching system behind you because it can get really hard when you go it alone. Yeah, I would echo that. And I actually think it's even more important, especially if you've done eight weeks now, maybe you've lost a bit of weight. Maybe you do kind of feel like you know what you're doing. Or maybe you've reached a point where you're like, you know, I'm happy with my physique now. I'll just maintain this. That's actually the hardest part. Like I'm willing to bet 
unless this is your first ever diet, which I think for 99.9% of people on this, it's not. I'm willing to bet you have lost weight before. Like you will have lost weight before. But you will have then put the weight back on, which is why you're back here. And that's what we don't want to happen this time. Like maintenance is the hard part. Losing fat isn't particularly hard. Like it, it is a little bit hard and it's a little bit of applied effort for a finite period of time. But it's being able to maintain those behaviors and maintain that weight loss. That's what the hard part is. And that's often when you need a coach and a bit of accountability. These things as habits and behaviors that you can continue without it being too restrictive. So sometimes that means like changing the tools. For example, you might have tracked for the last eight weeks and now you're thinking, I want to maintain this, but I don't want to be stuck to my fitness pal for the rest of my life. So I want to find a way that I can sort of, you know, move away from tracking, but maintain the progress that I've made. And again, that takes a bit of coaching. That takes a bit of accountability. Do you know what? It might not work instantly for you. You might find that you do put on a bit of weight and you think, oh, how am I? what can I change to make sure that I am staying on track, that I am eating in accordance to my energy needs? And how do I balance that as best I can now with the rest of your life as well? And I think we spoke about this a little bit, but maybe for the last eight weeks, you've actually put a lot of your time, energy and focus into getting fit and losing body fat. But at a point where maybe now you're happy with your physique, you want to now move that time, effort, focus, energy into other areas of your life that could benefit from that because you don't need to put as much into fat loss because you've kind of achieved that now but it's about finding that balance and not just flipping it from I've put all my energy into this to I'm putting none of my energy into this and then you go backwards again and and I know it sort of sounds like well I am just repeating myself but that is such like that is the hard part and I think Mm -hmm. that I've struggled with that in the past before like extremes are actually fairly easy but it's finding the balance between the two that is the hard part. I completely agree. I'm one of those people who works very well in extremes. That's probably why I ended up doing what I do. Um, And uh, well, in the beginning anyway, certainly not now, but in the beginning and being so successful at it in the beginning, because I do really well when I'm, if I'm on my diet and I know it's very easy because I know what I can and can't have. It's that simple. And this is why I, I mentioned in the last slide, I fell into a very cyclical pattern of gaining all the way back and then losing it and then gaining it back and losing it because it was really hard for me to make that mental shift to being like, okay, so I'm still, I still have to watch what I eat, but I can slowly start to, you know, let more kind of normality bleed back into my life. I would just, instead, I would just go completely off the rails and I'd just start eating everything I wanted and, you know, going out and getting pissed all the time. It was just like, fuck me. Like, and it, it took me a long time for it to become a lifestyle change. Um, and I say this all the time, balance looks different for everybody. Even now, James's balance is very different to mine. Like, he will have, you know, a beer, like, every couple of days. He'll have, like, a, a slice of cake once or twice a day. Like, this is his balance. He's really well controlled. I, I can't do that kind of thing. So balance is different for everybody. Um, <clears throat> but it actually, it's actually a really nice place to, um, to start as well, guys. If financially or for whatever reason you do want to go alone, um, say you've got like a PT or, you know, you, you can't afford it, whatever, that's fine. Um, let's talk about long-term goal setting in terms of maintenance. So if maintenance is the goal, if you're walking away from the EC method and you're like, I want to keep up w- what the results I've got, but I can't afford to stay on or whatever, how do I do that? So we talked about this in the last slide and we'll just refresh it really quickly now. 
if you've been in a deficit and you've lost like that's your good fat loss deficit number and, and make note of that because next time you start to go back into a calorie deficit you'll have some data to work with you'll know what where you'll kind of have to hit right in order to start to see a loss for yourself um <clears throat> and now in terms of maintenance what you need to do and you need to continue to do it and read the file that i uploaded on advanced goal setting you need to slowly and incrementally increase your calories every couple of weeks by 10 percent um, until you start to hit maintenance. Where that maintenance is will be very specific to you. But again, read the file so you can get a grasp on that. Let's just say that it's around 2,000 calories. For some women, it might be a little under. For some women, it might be a little over. Generally speaking, that's a good general number. Um, when you start to see that you are maintaining your weight and or that you've gained one or two pounds and then you're maintaining your weight, maybe even slightly more because the volume of food you're putting in and if it, you know, carbohydrates and water, all of that will lead to more water storage. So you are going to gain weight. Like that's part of it. When you start to get to a level where you're, you're, you're kind of maintaining your weight and you like how you look, you're good. You can, you can stop increasing. Um, and when it comes to training, like Emma and I always said, like in an ideal world, we want you to continue to be fit and healthy if maintenance is your goal. Really, you can do anything you want. You can just go to spin classes. You can go to body combat. You can go do an hour of like leg day. Um, although I would urge you if you do decide to lift weights that you train your body evenly. Um, <clears throat> you can basically you can go for a run you can have fun with it that's fine um but i would say really in an ideal world i like people to train a minimum of four three to four days a week and a maximum of five to six days a week um and of course as always maintain that step count um emma what are your thoughts on if they're leaving the ec method and they and they want to have make to maintain the results um i would say stick to the behaviors that you've done during this time so like we focus on your process goals which was your steps your calories and your workouts now those might be different as in like you're going to increase your calories if you're in deficit you're maybe you're not going to work out as much maybe you're going to say i'm going to drop to three sessions a week just to maintain where i am and maybe you're going to say i'm just going to try and hit 10,000 steps on average a week instead of trying to get to 12 15,000 when i was trying to lose weight the the point is like you're still hitting those behaviors even if they change slightly so it's not necessarily about like the magnitude of those behaviors but the fact that you're still ticking them off and yeah. then that gives you a bit of um data to go back on if you're like okay well i'm starting to put on weight right okay so what's slipping here oh look you've stopped doing any steps whatsoever you're now doing half the steps you used to do that could be something that needs to change little things like that and obviously these like maintenance is a fluctuating state anyway you will have times of your life where you're less active where you're more active where you're more food focused where you eat a little bit less etc etc so don't think of it as like right my maintenance calories are 2000 end of story no, it's still the balance between your intake and your expenditure. So do expect to have to vary these things. But what I was thinking about, well, what we were voice noting about this morning was um, that there is three months left to 2020. And I think three months is like a really nice period of time. It's not so long that it's massively overwhelming, but yeah. it's not so short that you can't really see any changes. Like you will see amazing changes if you break down your goal into like a three-month segment and then think about doing behaviors that are going to get you closer to that goal every single day so that's 90 days of ticking off behaviors that are going to get you closer to that goal and i can guarantee that you will look and feel completely different if you commit to doing that for the next 90 days and we're going to have 
Um, so what have we've got? This EC method that's about to start, and then we've got a special Christmas edition, don't we? Yes. Yeah, we should probably actually tell everybody this. So, so I know a lot of you are going to leave for like one round and then you want to, you're considering maybe coming back after that, given how you go, which I think is like absolutely um, a good idea. And the joy, the joy of any, anyone who's doing that is that the next round we're going to do, it's going to be short, but sweet. And it's going to be called, you ready? Because I love this name, Accountability Christmas. And what it means is do not panic. We're not going to rob you of your Christmas Day chocolate Santa and... <laughs> And, you know, stuffing, you know, <laughs> I won't finish that sentence because if I did, Emma would never stop laughing. Um, stuffing and potatoes and Christmas pudding, which, by the way, is fucking rank. And anyone who eats that can't sit with me. Agreed. Yeah, no. It's also so high in calories, right? For yeah, Christmas for what pudding. It I'm like, oh. for it's like alcohol soaked shoe with a raisin in it i just can't get down for christmas running if you don't give me a chocolate yule log i don't want to know i don't want to know or a trifle i could do like a trifle um anyway so accountability christmas so what it basically means is we are going to keep you on track with your fat loss goals and or maintenance goals um and or even hypertrophy well i suppose hypertrophy and maintenance are kind of the same thing um in terms of dietary intake but we're not we're we're going to keep you on track so you don't basically fall in the christmas bucket bucket gain a shit ton of weight and then be like oh my god i made so much progress and then christmas happened and now i'm gonna have to go into january like the rest of the cattle in the uk fat loss book market my market fyi um what we're gonna do is gonna keep you on track throughout christmas and we're also gonna give you some wiggle room as and when it's appropriate like say christmas eve christmas day boxing day but we're gonna give you something to stick to to make sure that if you do decide that you know you want to you want to overindulge on christmas you've got emma and i right off the back of it to get you right back on track and kind of mitigate any quote-unquote damage done so yeah it's for mm. you guys and i think it's going to be mega i think that allows you to enjoy it more as well like i know that i enjoy christmas more if i've got a plan to get back on track already like it, i think the only thing that stresses me out about like chilling out with stuff like diet exercise of it is not having an end point in in mind so if I go on yeah. holiday and I know it's for a week I'm like well when I get back in a week I get straight back on it it's fine and it's same with around Christmas if it just ends up being like Christmas day then boxing day then oh it's new year's and there's that massive time between new year's that you think is like two days but it ends up being like a whole week and then you've like massively put on a load of weight and you've just not done anything for weeks that won't happen but you will enjoy christmas a hell of i think uh, weirdly that you enjoy maybe this isn't weird but i think you enjoy food much more when you're dieting a little bit or at least being quite like careful with with what you're eating like i find after a couple of days of overeating that i actually don't enjoy food that much anymore and i kind of miss being that like quite hungry for it um yeah so yeah i think i think you'll enjoy it a lot more as well I totally agree. And I think basically, so what I do now, and it's kind of like a trick of mine every year. And so I think people are like, oh, December's coming, Christmas is coming. And it's so weird. It's like automatic. They just like switch off all their self-control and everything just goes down the toilet. What I do now is I basically, I'm like on it, right? Like a car bonnet all the way up until Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Eve, get up in the morning, train, have my like, <laughs> have my God, you like all my weird things that I'm saying today. Um, I have my goal appropriate breakfast. And then... <clears throat> whether I'm going for lunch with my family or like going home and there's a big spread, 
that is when I basically allow myself to loosen the reins a bit. Like Christmas Eve is quite easy at my house. It's usually a big like table spread. It's quite easy for me to stay on track with my calories. I'll have wine with my brothers. My parents don't drink anymore, but my brothers, thank God, they're still with me on the wine train. Um, <clears throat> and I relax. Then Christmas morning is pretty much a day off for me in terms of thinking about what I'm eating. I'm just like, no, I don't care. Like, I just want to relax. And then by Boxing Day again, when that, and it's a full rest day, Boxing Day comes around. I'm pretty good. I get up and I go to the gym. Um, usually my gym's open on Boxing Day, which is great. But if not, I would just go for maybe like an hour long walk outside with my family, which I do on Christmas Day. Pretty much back on it. And I, and I don't feel robbed. I had all the fun that I wanted to have. And um, it was a very short space of time. I think the mistake a lot of people make is they're like, well, it's December and I have a party and then there's this and then there's And it's like, you can do, you can handle that, especially if you've got coaches, like we're here to help you get through all that. Um, so I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm a little bit wary about talking too much about Christmas already. But even if you think about like December, <laughs> or and to be fair, there's probably not going to be that many Christmas parties this year. But even if there is, mm-hmm. there's what, like on one hand, you can sort of count it like a Christmas party, maybe it's Christmas Day, Boxing Day, New Year's and like another party like that's like five events you can absolutely do yeah. that and either maintain if you want to maintain or lose weight if you want to lose weight like it's five events yeah. and you can enjoy them as well and consume whatever you want within reason obviously and by, by what yeah. like within reason I mean you will not enjoy yourself like I've had loads of Christmases where I've just been like I'm gonna eat everything I possibly can it's actually not that fun and you just no, end up mm. feeling really lethargic and crap whereas if you just eat to an enjoyable level of being full yeah you probably like if you break down a christmas meal as well it's not like bad it's not bad it's at like all pretty, it's like turkey which is like the leanest meat potatoes great we love potatoes and really low like calorie, a load of veg yeah yeah exactly high volume low calorie high protein and some yeah. gravy which is very low calorie in terms of a, a sauce and then, yeah, it's really just the dessert, I feel like. And the booze. It's the dessert and mm. the booze. Oh, but guys, if you can, stay away from the massive nut bowls. Anyway, we'll do this down the line. <laughs> we'll do it down the line. So I'm getting way ahead of myself. Like, but yeah, not the nuts. Not delving the nuts. into the nuts. Um, let's, like, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about um, setting goals over the next three months then. Because we have three months after 2020. We'll want everyone to get amazing results starting 2021. We know that, I mean, we're not coronavirus experts, but it looks like things are going to get a bit more restricted before Christmas. There is a hell of a lot at the moment that we can't control or that you can't control in your life. And I think being able to focus on some things that you can control and what we really don't want any of you to feel is that your life is on hold. Because I think that's a general trend for a lot of people at the moment that they're sort of like, well, once this is over then I can start living my life again. And I feel like that's a bad idea, given that, you know, 2021 is still going to have coronavirus and we don't know when, like, a vaccine's coming. And honestly, you can't really wait for these things. We have to start living our lives now or not stop mm-hmm. living our lives. Preach. Preach. So Preach. that's what we want for everyone and that's what we want you guys to get the best out of the rest of 2020. It's not, I mean, obviously it's not gone to plan for a lot of people. <laughs> But there's still huge benefits that you can take from it. And yeah, don't don't think that you have to stop living your life or put your life on hold because 
certain events have been put on hold and and I know that's been really hard we've had loads of clients who have missed weddings or you know Mm. big events that they were looking forward to or holidays or things that maybe they were dieting for that that was their motivation so I get that it's hard when those things happen but time's gonna pass anyway so you may as well be doing something positive with it a hundred percent like this is something we always talk about you know I'm the Debbie Downer and Emma's the positive Polly and it's not without effort that she's like that which she always says she's like guys I make an effort to be like that it's true like I find myself now because of Emma every time shit goes wrong and I start to be like oh my god life is so hard I stop and I'm like okay this is gonna happen like no matter what like this is happening it's either like happening or it's happened or like this is shit like and the days are still passing and I'm still not getting, you know, I'm not putting off, you know, I don't get to basically say I'm going to die a day later because today's shit. I'm still going to die when I'm going to mm. fucking die. So I may as well make the most out of every, every situation I can. And of course you're allowed to be upset sometimes and you're allowed to have a bad day. But you have to keep that voice in your head that's saying to you, now, no matter what, the days are going to carry on. So you're going to have to pick yourself up or you're just going to live a very fucking miserable life. Um, and it's true, there are, there's a lot of stuff that's happened. Obviously, coronavirus is fucking awful. And everything from, you know, hundreds of thousands of people dying to weddings being cancelled to people not being able to attend funerals. I mean, it's fucking awful. It's awful. But it's happening. It is happening. Um, so you need to look at the situation as best as you can and be like, okay, how can I make the most out of this? What are some of the potential benefits out of this? And, uh, and there are a fair few, you know, Emma and I, I've started this new business now with Emma. I'm going to start another one. James and I have started our podcast, which is now hugely successful. Things I never would have done if or wouldn't have had as much time to give my energy to, like the EC method, if lockdown hadn't have hit. Um, so there are ways to look at it and put a positive spin on it. And it's important you do that for your own mental health. Um, okay, back to goal setting specifically. Um, I want you guys to think of it like this. So if you have a long-term real physique goal or um, like I was talking to Donna about this, a real performance goal, and it's quite a long way off, right? It's really important that you work backwards from there. So if you just look at that and you go, that's my goal and say it's happening next year, like middle to end of next year, that's for you to be adherent to whatever it is you need to do now to get you to that goal when you need to get there. So what you need to do is you need to look at how far off that goal is and work backwards and break it down. What do you need to start doing now? If it is a performance goal and it's happening anytime before the summer of next year, you maybe need to start thinking about training for that goal now. And of course, if you're training for that performance goal now, you need to start thinking about eating for that performance goal now. And you need to map out how you're going to get there and you break it down into bite-sized small goals, which eventually will get you where you want to fucking be. Because if it's too long off, you're not going to adhere. If it's too short, you know... (laughs) You are kind of likely to, if you have a slip up, to panic and then throw fall in the bucket bucket. But if you know, it's kind of a nice way to be like, well, it's long enough that I still have time, but I still have weekly or monthly goals that I want to hit en route. And that goes as well, guys, for people who have real physique goals, like really surface aesthetic goals. If you want to look like jacked and shredded, you probably need to start going into maintenance and training, like doing hypertrophy with weights now. Because if you want to look absolutely fucking sick by July 2021, you're going to have to A, build the muscle first and also get your, get your metabolism at a point where it's really fucking effective so that you can get absolutely shredded by the time the new year uh, spring hits. So you can really hit that kind of that, um, that summer bikini goal. I know people get really offended by that, but you all know what I mean. Um, so that's what I would say in terms of the long term goal, breaking it down into short term goals and how to stay on track. 
Yeah, agreed. I think looking forward, I think um, one thing that's good to cover is some people, and we spoke about this a little bit last time, that they're like, I don't really have a massive hypertrophy goal. Like maybe it's more about like, I do want to maintain. And sometimes you still need things to like, keep you excited, keep you going to the gym, keep you moving forward. So setting yourself shorter term period goals, like like I was saying, three months is a really nice period of time to set goals for, which is why yeah. I was quite excited when we hit October, because I'm like, right, that gives us three months, the rest of the year to really make a difference. And in some ways, like we kind of have to try and look at potential more lockdown or more restrictions as a positive, because it does give you that bit more time. There's less social events and maybe yeah. you can focus on something else. And it doesn't all have to be physique based or um health based or anything like it could be i want to make more time to spend with my family i want to learn a language i want to start this course that i've been putting off that i can now do online like it could be anything but it um like chloe's saying break it down especially if it's i love big goals so if you've got like a goal like i want to do maybe you've never run before but you're like i want to do a marathon next year like that's a massive goal that's really cool but you need to break it down to, I want to be able to run 5k by Christmas. And then you've ticked that off. That's awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. By the next three months, I want to be able to do a 10k quite easily. Great. You've done that. Like you need to set yourself goals that you feel like you are accomplishing and you're getting closer to the end, the end point. And I think it's really useful. And I think just because of the way I, my brain works and it might not be for everyone, but daily things, so although you won't train every day, mm. there are certain behaviors you do every day. Like even just asking yourself, like, have I fueled myself properly today? Did I sleep mm. enough? Like, was I nice to myself? Like, was I, I don't know, was I telling myself crap about my body image or was I being positive about my body image? Like checking yourself in like every single day, which is what we're going to implement in the next round anyway, to make sure that at the end of every day, you're like a little step closer, even if it's the 0.001% closer to your goal than you were at the start of your day. Like that's what we want for you every single day. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's an amazing point. And we, yeah, we had this, or one of the girls in the group was saying, um, oh, it was my question when I said I um, <clears throat> didn't really have major physique goals or major performance goals. I just wanted to maintain where I was at. And obviously we did the question in the live <clears throat> and said, that's completely fine. I'm sure there are a lot of you who feel like that. Um, that's completely fine. And here's how you do it. And then Emma raised a very good point, And she basically said like, look, if you don't have something that you're working for or towards, if it's just maintenance, that can get quite monotonous and quite hard to keep up. So just setting like little goals, exactly like she just said, um, tiny little performance goals in the gym that aren't going to make a huge difference to your physique, but will just keep you on some kind of track. It's actually pretty important. Um, and she came back and she was like, yeah, you're right. I actually think I need to think about this. Um, maintenance is fine. And if you feel like you've hit your goal, and a lot of people in the EC method do feel like that now, that is absolutely, if you go into it with the knowledge that you just want to stay where you are, that's fine. But it is really important if like every week, every month, every three months, you have something, you know, what's going to stop you from just basically getting bloody bored and throwing in the towel? Pretty much nothing. Um, so yeah, safeguard yourself and safeguard your goals. Mm. Um, what do you think about, okay. So and I think done... with performance goals, oh, sorry, I was just going to say on the performance goal front as well, like it doesn't always have to be, I know a lot of people just think, right, I can either get strong or I can... 
but it could be something like skill-based like it's quite cool to see what your body can do especially if you've maybe lost a bit of weight and now you're realizing that you're a lot stronger in comparison to your body weight like people learn how to handstand walks and like really like quite cool stuff like oh I never thought I'd be able to do that oh look at me at 40 learning how to handstand walk I think that kind of stuff's cool or being able to pull up a a pull-up or like even a muscle-up or something like that that's more well pull-ups not so much skill-based but like some things that are quite skill-based a lot of people get a lot of like a bit of a buzz out of that as well so it doesn't necessarily have to be I want to be stronger or I want to be better at running. It could be quite individual to you. You could think like, I thought I, I think it's amazing when people can walk on their hands. Like when I'm better, I think I'm going to mm-hmm. teach myself to walk on my hands or like hold a handstand for ages. Like that's pretty cool. Oh, no relevance. I like the anything. flagpole. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, James used to be able to do that. He can't now, but he uh, there's a photo of him in um in LA on Muscle Beach doing a doing a flagpole, and I'm like, I'm so jealous. Maybe that should be one of my goals. No, no, I don't want any more goals. I have too many already. I feel oppressed for the goals. <laughs> That's another thing, actually. Don't over don't overreach, guys. Don't get to a point where you're just like, oh, like you know, little digestible bites. How he said, break it down. Little digestible bites is all you need um i also okay, think so that on, if you like maintenance so i was just gonna say if okay, you go if on, you I'm set too many goals they become like pointless as well like if i had like a list of 100 goals i wanted to do then they don't mean enough to me there's no way i could care about 100 things enough like i think picking mm-hmm. like one to three things that you really want to achieve is a much better way to do it and really focus on those instead of just trying to be a bit too diverse i think really true yeah um i would say this to james he he like he wants to have as i'm sure a lot of you who follow him will already know he thinks that he can have like 17 different jobs and be successful in 17 different areas and i'm just like bruv why don't you pick like two or three and try <laughs> and be really really fucking successful at one of them yeah like he's just like i mean and and every time he does it and he scales back he does really well and then he and then he gets carried away again and he just goes overboard and, and then he's like nothing's working i'm like because you're spreading yourself way too thin like pick one or two has, again and focus on those ones. has he read or listened to or heard about the 80 20 rule no but which I basically it's like about. um basically that 20 no 80 percent of your results come from 20 percent of your efforts and this is true for like it, i mean it comes from like sales and marketing and things but actually it's kind of true for any part of your life like even most people who start dieting and this is one benefit of the ec method is that we kind of identify where you need to focus your efforts to get the biggest returns from them but you'll find that people <coughs> are putting their efforts in a load of things like i don't know avoiding carbs or eating at certain times or not eating at certain times or not drinking alcohol or doing all these things that take up a lot of their time and effort but actually only sort of 20% of what they're doing is getting them 80% of the results so if they could just identify what that 20% was and put more effort into that it would get you more results and Mm -hmm. same with like some James is a perfect example where 20% of the businesses that he has are probably getting him 80% of his profit but yet Mm. he's putting his efforts spread whereas if he put all of his effort into that 20% he'd get an even bigger profit I know I know 
it's the it's, it's the the curse of going out with someone with ADD. But the benefit is that I am never bored. I will tell you that for free. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Okay, yeah, right. Okay, so we did maintenance. We've done long term physique in terms of muscle building, going back into maintenance, slight calorie surplus, built like building muscle. Again, we've done a file on long term goal setting. Shit, I just did a file on this. I forgot that. Um, we I just did a file on it. Long term goal setting, which goes over things like um. A, obviously training for the goal. B, um, progressive overload. That also applies to people with a performance goal as well, guys. Um, and C, uh, can't remember what the other one was, but uh, look at the file. Um, so we've done that. You obviously all know how to go into fat loss because that's why most of you are here in the first place. Um, in terms of those of you who have a long way to go re-fat loss, and that is the long-term goal, because um, obviously, you know, we have a lot of people that have hit their fat loss goals now, which is ace, well done. Um, and then, you know, we start to talk about transitioning them. And there's still a lot of you here who are like, well, hang on. I still have a long fucking way to go here. Um, so in terms of long-term fat loss goals, um, I like normally to keep my quote-unquote bigger clients in a deficit, um, whether that's with, you know, output, like some added cardio or input, like decreased calorie intake or a little bit of both. I tend to like to keep them there for... Um, really 24 weeks, which is six months maximum, absolute maximum, if not, you know, 12 weeks, if not eight weeks before I give them intermittent diet breaks. And as you all know, diet breaks is coming back up to maintenance. Now, obviously, if you have a lot, a lot, a lot of body fat to lose, you do not need to do this because me and Emma always say that body fat is energy, it's calories that your body can can burn into much as it does with food. Um, so you don't have to do that, but it is really important to take into account that you are human and behavior is basically, you know, nine tenths of the goal. If you can't stick to your diet, you ain't going to get there. Um, so you have to think about behavior. And, and if you're staying on in the EC method and you are going into fat and you are staying on in fat loss, you have to reach out to Emma and I when you're starting to have a wobble because we need to steer you in the right direction to keep you on track, as opposed to you having a wobble, feeling like you're all on your own and falling well and truly off track when you have quite a long way to go. We don't want that to happen. And there are ways in which we can mitigate that. So um, you have to reach out to us. Um, Emma, what are your thoughts on long-term fat loss goals for people who have a lot to lose? Um, I think that's a brilliant point. I think People think that it will just be this linear process and expect, like sometimes it is over an eight week period, but when it's a long term goal, there will be ups and downs. Like there will be a week where you go off track a little bit or a time where you need a little bit more support. And that's like, that's just part of the process. And the people that get to that mm -hmm. end point are the people that ask for help when that happens. I know the people that don't see that as a failure, they just see it as, okay, that was a hurdle, that was a slip up. Now I'm going to continue. But I think yeah. I think that's it. It's the sort of growth mindset behind like, okay, well, I can learn from this mistake and move forward as opposed to this always happens. I always ruin it at this point. I'm giving up. Like this time is going to be different because you've yeah. got us to support you. And you've also got a whole group of like 500 plus people who all genuinely want the best for you, which is an amazing feeling. Like whenever there's something posted in the group, whether it's a really positive thing or whether it's maybe a little bit negative and they're struggling there's so many people that have been in the same position as you have and know exactly how you feel. And we want this as well to be something that I've loved seeing in the, like in people's sort of reviews coming up to the last eight weeks is that they've enjoyed it. And I think that's what I love yeah. most is that people are like, this is, this hasn't been hard. It hasn't been awful. I haven't wished the time away, 
I've actually enjoyed exercising. I've enjoyed ticking off these behaviors and the accomplishment that I felt. And I've obviously enjoyed getting results. And that is what's going to make it long term as well. Yeah, I agree. I think if you enjoy the process, and this is again something that you guys need to monitor in yourselves, if you enjoy it, much more likely to stick with it. So, kind of think of the days where you have a good day and ask yourself if you did anything differently, if you saw something on the Facebook group, or I don't know. Think about ways for you to keep, make it and keep it enjoyable. Um, uh, I really think that's kind of it, really. Uh, guys, this is our last live with you, but look, oh, I'm getting a lot of questions from people in the group asking if we're if the group Facebook group will stay open or we'll keep doing lives in the Facebook group over the in in week nine. Guys, this is an eight week coaching plan, which means in week nine, we want you to have a diet break and come up to anything. You should have the files that tell you exactly how to do that. We want you to decrease training a little bit so that you're ready to go for the next round. And we want you to go it alone because we want to hold your hand a little bit. But at some point, you've got to prove to us that you can, you know, fly around the block and come back. So we want you to fly free and want you to be accountable to yourself um, and try very hard to stay on track. But obviously, Emma and I, We'll be doing lives all week on Instagram. Um, we're very nearly at our cap. We're getting closer and closer every time we do this now. Um, so we're taking on new clients for at least a few more days. We will have some lives on Instagram. And uh, yeah, the Facebook group will close. So I'm sorry, but you're, if you're coming back, you'll get access to another one. Yeah, you, if you haven't already been emailed the link, you will be emailed the link to the new Facebook group. Yeah, lots of people okay. are saying that you'll get emails before we start don't worry just chill just chill, just chill. i don't okay, want to go bye. now oh fine all right bye oh, <laughs> oh my god